coming to you from thefightsite.com. It's the best damn jujitsu podcast ever. Say os again. Os. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Say Os Again podcast. Os! Thank you. Uh, as you guys can tell, usually that's Tommy doing that, but uh, today we actually have a special episode. Um, ben and a few of his friends actually recently stormed a uh, Krav Maga on behalf of Stormfront, and uh, we want to talk about it and uh, understand the uh, implications of that. So, um, Ben, if you want to introduce all your friends, because um, I do not want to accidentally butcher their names. Like my uh, I kind of want to see you butcher their names, but... Uh, Listen, got... my ancestors are used to butchering stuff like that, so I'll be Jesus. happy to. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Uh, if I want to... Clearly gave them yeah. the rundown beforehand. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, we've got four of my finest jujitsu brethren in more ways than one. Uh, and Matt. Yeah, and Matt. Yeah. Well, my brethren from uh jiu-jitsu, my brethren from uh my background. So we got Mayor. Please introduce yourself. All right. Hi, I'm Mayor. Um I am a purple belt under Tom Blast, and I run a small local school with my friends Eyes and Balls, it looks like. For <laughs> Uh, we've also got Bruce, uh, a brown belt, joining us today. Bruce, please introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Bruce. Um, I'm a brown belt at Nicotone MMA. Um, I teach there a little bit, and I teach also at uh, Mayor and Yossi's gym, the gym that they run. So, yeah. Um, oh, and before we go on, Mayor, how long have you been training? And Bruce, how long have you been training for? I've been training for around like six years. I would and say I six, seven years. And Mayor, I think you froze. <laughs> so we're going to move on for now. But uh, Yossi, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a purple belt as well. How long you've been training for? And tell us a little bit about your gym as well. I'm Yossi. I've been training for around seven years in jiu-jitsu. I'm a purple belt with Nick Catone. And I have a little uh, gym situation I do out of my basement. We call it TRJ Academy uh, with Mayor. And, you know, Bruce comes by also, and that's pretty much uh, me. Uh, what What's the uh, specific angle that your gym has that you think is a little bit, it, it's a little bit unique, I would say. Yeah, so the the main thing is that I noticed that in the, our community, the Jewish community over here in Lakewood, New Jersey area, um, like there's a lot of guys who are on it, like just unable to go train by like a regular gym for whatever reason, you know. Uh, whether it's because it's mixed or something like that, so they don't they don't get to get good training and they end up in uh, you know gyms which offer subpar training, which is pretty much what this uh, this podcast is going to be about. Mm -hmm. So uh, um, yeah, so we want to make a place for people to go train, you know, um, get good training in, get realistic training in. We try and you know try and obviously 
uh, bring as high level guys as possible. You know, lucky to have Bruce coming. Ben shows up whenever uh, he's around. So, you know, whoever, whoever, you know, whenever we can get good training in, it's uh, it's a good time. Well, it's a it's a great environment, and uh, if you're an Orthodox Jewish person and wants to stop by, feel free to drop by, and uh, you know, if you're not Jewish, you know, just clear it, clear it with me first. All right. Uh, Mayor, uh, now that you're back on, uh, tell us how long you've been training for as well. Um, I started in 2014. Um, for the most part, I've been training straight, except for maybe about nine months when COVID started. Um, and, you know, the random injuries over the years, but probably never more than two months uh, off any given time. So I guess it makes it eight years. Seven and a half. saying eight years I've never heard. Uh, yeah, Russell. I don't. It's hard to say. <laughs> no, it is. Uh, big Hossy Hoss, talk to us. Talk to us. Tell us about your uh, how long you've been training for, and uh, tell us a little about yourself. Okay, so um, I'm a blue belt. Got it under Mayor and Yassi and Bruce. Um, I started training jujitsu because Mayor threatened to beat me up if I wouldn't show up. <laughs> so I actually came and I actually liked it. Um, he was really annoying. He was like in the like I was I used to like lift weights only, and I was like in the gym and like every day this like this like skinny guy, skinny yeshiva guy, like no, you got to you don't understand. Like he actually used to tell me like Kramagas bullshit and jujitsu is the real thing. And I'm like, who is this crazy guy? I'm just trying to get in my get my work in and get, and leave. He's like, you know, like I still remember I was on like the lap pull down and he's like chewing my ear off. Like you don't understand because like jujitsu the way we he's like come here. And it's like the shitty little mat that the liquid gym has. He's like demonstrating, and I'm like, anyway, so um, it was one month of Shabbos. He brought me to Aloof, which was actually a friend of ours, Michael Fleischer. You know, you know who Michael yes, Fleischer is. Yes. Yeah, so he had this gym. Oh, yeah, I remember you trained there. Yeah, so this was like, what, two and a half, three years ago. This is, years this ago. is before COVID. And then that's actually where I met you. And then what happened was, was that I trained there for like two and a half months, and then it shut down because of COVID. And then once Yassi and Mayor opened their gym, um, I joined. And now I'm their man enforcer, which doesn't take a lot because, you know, it's only been open for two years and I've been training the entire time. And I weigh more than lesser. So I'm the man enforcer uh, by, by default. So yeah, it, was a, it was a toss up between me and Lesser. That's and that's so good. All right, Lesser is another guy. He's, yeah, He's just way smaller. Yeah. And then assessment would have been it, but he doesn't train anymore. He does glasses for a living. Anyway, I feel like I'm rambling on. I never give like this short little introduction. I gave a long one. So that's me. I'm two years in. I got my blue belt recently. I don't know why they gave it to me, but I guess, you know, blame them if I embarrass the Jewish jujitsu. Oh, yeah, um, well, I'm sure. Uh, I, I think that's the place of the Krav Maga gym. But um, basically what we wanted to do here today, um, it's important. It's not martial arts. It isn't just a sport. It's a cross. It's a, it's a cross of both um, cultural and athletic um backgrounds and uh, we really thought it was important um to just get to the understanding of uh what the Krav Maga gym is so how did you guys get involved in this situation in the first place um I, we don't really see gym storms anymore I think like after Hicks and Gracie just murdered a bunch of people coming in uh that ended but uh how this come together this one basically um so this I like to follow a lot of people on uh, Instagram and stuff like that. So just to see what's going on. So I follow a bunch of Krav Maga gyms. 
And, you know, occasionally I might throw the odd comment underneath someone's uh, video. I try and be respectful. I'm not really looking to get into a fight necessarily. Yeah, that's why when we say dojo storm, it really wasn't a dojo storm because what happened was, <laughs> what happened was is that I commented on the, he, uh, so they posted a promotional video for their gym. And in the promotional video, the guy said, Krav Maga is significantly, is uh, superior to jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai for self-defense or whatever it is. So I commented something to the effect of, why are you throwing shade on jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai, you know? We ended up going back and forth. He started, he was saying jiu-jitsu is completely useless and Krav Maga is the best. Uh, we started, uh, you know, having issues with each other when he was saying things like Gal Gadot would beat Misha Tate in a fight because uh, Krav Maga is significantly <laughs> better than uh, <laughs> than uh, jiu-jitsu, among, among other very foolish things that he, he, in my opinion, foolish things that he was saying. So it ended up, he invited us down to come to his gym. And I have, you know, he said things like, bring yourselves and your awful logic down to our gym and we'll show what real Krav Maga is about. And other things like, you know, come down to our gym and we'll show you what real Krav Maga is about. You know, I, I'm not sure if he was actually expecting us to show up, but I, I DM'd him and I rearranged the time. And that's how we ended up going and uh, ended up showing up at this gym. Um, yeah, so that was pretty much how this whole thing came about in the first place. Um, you know, I, I sent a quick message to, you know, Mayor and Bruce and the guys and like, I don't want to go uh, go hit up the crowd in the guard gym. And no one seemed to give too much pushback on it. You know, everyone seemed to be down to do it. So uh, we went down there and. Uh, yeah, that's the beginning of the story. So, yeah. So, when you guys all went to the gym, um, what was the atmosphere going in? Because I'm assuming it wasn't probably the most welcoming place if they're sending messages like, let's show you uh, how to really fight. Uh, I got there. Um, I got there first. So, um, and I was, they, they were, they were, they were, we were all a little bit late. And so I was kind of watching and they were looking to see if we were actually coming. So they were a little, they looked a little bit, they kept coming back out, looking at the front seat for coming in. When we walked in, um, you know, it was definitely, I would say tense. <laughs> um, we were all kind of like, all of us were kind of trying to figure out the vibe. Um, he wasn't sure if we were just going to come in and, you know, start assaulting his students. <laughs> Um, and we weren't sure if walking downstairs would have 10 people just try and jump us, you know? So it was kind of like, you know, we, it, it was fine. It, you know, it was tense, but we were all, once we all realized they were real polite, it was fine. It went down. All the students definitely were ready to, uh, show us up. That, that, that was very clear. They all looked very excited. They, they were doing knife stuff in the beginning. Um, they were telling us to put on all their gear and, and their chest protectors and, and put our mouth guards in, put in here, put a cup on, put a cup on. I'm like, I'm, I'm fine. It's fine. I heard uh, there were also orgy noises at some point. What? I don't know. Someone wrote in the chat, Hoss, tell us about the orgy noises. <laughs> I don't know what that's referring to. So oh, no, right, right when we walk in. So what happened was, was that I think that they sort of had this attitude like, oh, these guys are coming. Let's show them up. So I'm guessing they called all our boys and be like, hey, everyone come tonight type of thing. And also, like, with jiu-jitsu, it's like, you know, you come, you bring a T-shirt and some whatever, some shorts, and you roll. Krav Maga, the first thing I noticed is that they have, they like gear. They like, like, pads and helmets and knives and electrical and just, just like, right when we walked in, they made it. The they taser made it. knives. The taser knives. So, yeah, so we walk in the thing, and the first thing you hear is, like, 
it literally sounded like there was an orgy downstairs, like intimidating loud. <laughs> like I'm not talking about like one, you know, because people grunt sometimes. Like I grunt a lot when I when I train, especially Yus is on top of me. So far, <laughs> so far he doesn't have pretty nice. I keep thinking he'll be like, you know, like he's he's going through it and like maybe like not just smother my face in. Um, but he, he doesn't seem to care. But like that was like the most intimidating. Like it was like it sounded like an orgy. You know, you know, like you like you're watching porn and like you, you like by mistake you don't connect the Bluetooth and now you're embarrassed. <laughs> like that's literally what it sounds like. Like that mistake that everyone everyone makes at one point in their life. Like that's what it sounded like. So I was like, whatever. And then we walked in there and then like, how does today you asked um, Ben about like the intimidation factor? It's like I think they were I think they were intimidated by how unintimidated we were. <laughs> I will, I will say, though, I, I think that their attitude was the same kind of attitude that we would have if somebody came to prove our thing was bullshit. Like, they, they truly believe they're about to show us what's up. So yeah, I don't think there was a, like, a hostile attitude, yeah. per se. They were just trying to look tough, and they, they were ready to show us. They, they really was, did think it works. That, yeah. You could tell from, like, start to finish, like, even after we showed them, it was bullshit. <laughs> they, they, they still were like, okay, but what about this? What about because like they were like, okay, maybe this didn't work, but something we do has to work, and it was whatever. We're just skipping ahead, but um, yeah. Um, was there a difference between the attitude of the instructor or and the students, or is it was it? I'm trying to ask like, was it very everyone follows the instructor and his word is gospel, or was it more like everyone's on the same page, like we're about to defend our beliefs stringently? Yeah. I'll actually let Yossi take this because that was the second point you actually texted me the day after. So go ahead. Personally, in my opinion, everyone was, uh, whatever the instructor said was, uh, you know, that was the word. I mean, that was the whole, in the Instagram thread, if you read it, that that was the whole thing. It was like, my instructor said this, so it must be true. When, when I was trying to explain to him, it was like, but you've never done it before. You've never, for example, you've never like picked someone in the balls and they've, you know, they're, you know, for real, and they've let go of you. You've, 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 you've simulated it, but you've never done it for real. He was like, well, myself said that that's what happens. So, you know, I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. But the funny thing was, the vibes I was getting from the actual instructor when we were there was like, I felt like he was a little nervous. Like he was, he was like, the actual instructor himself, he was very, uh, I just got very like nervous vibes. Like he, he, he felt uneasy and, and uh, he wasn't sure what was actually going to be happening. In you know in the situation which which I understand but it wasn't he wasn't a confident guy you know he wasn't he wasn't a confident guy in the way like 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 I didn't I didn't I wasn't getting the vibes like oh he knew we were gonna you know he he was totally confident that we were gonna not show up his class like he was he was I felt like he was worried about that from the beginning um, but the guy, his students were all totally sold like they were sold on every word he said. And it's actually an interesting thing. Like at the beginning of the whole class, he was trying to tell us, I've been teaching for 35 years or whatever it was, as though that gives him authority. I'm like, you know, we all know, any jujitsu guy knows. It's like, I don't care if you've been training a year. If you could show me something, if, you're, if, you, you, if, you've, if you've done things which, are, which I can learn from, I'll learn from you. I, if you've been training 35 years and you don't know anything, then that's, then, you know, I'm not gonna, I, I, I don't have to respect the fact that you've been doing it for 35 years. So I thought that was like an interesting thing, which uh, I noticed by the, at the beginning of the class, like he was appealing to the fact that he's been doing it for so long, you know, that everyone should listen to him. And, uh, you know, 
So it seems like it was more of a like because ever since like instruction in the UFC where we've actually stopped more of these like I know people call them McDojos. Um, I know in jiu-jitsu we have a lot of issues with gyms where because they're so good or you have guys like uh, Lloyd Irving or Cyborg where people allow them to get away with stuff um, because of they're so good. This seems more like in the other camp of the McDojo uh, in the sense of like, oh, Sensei says this. Does it anything have to do, do you think it was more of like a time thing or does it also have to do with the cultural um, ideology of like how important Krav Maga is to the Jewish community? Was that, do you think that was a factor at all in that? I'll say like what Yossi said before, like um, it was, that has partly something to do with it, but like what he was saying, they all, um, he made the point that none of them had actually done anything for real. Like they've never kicked somebody in the balls and had them let go or used an eye poke to escape the mount or anything like that. And I think in the back of their head, they all knew that, but they all had trust in their instructor. They all, they all thought that he, like they could trust what he was saying, right? The one person that didn't have that was the instructor because he, he in the back of his head knew that he never did any of his stuff. So like as much as he might've even believed in Krav Maga, he for sure had doubts because anybody, even a trained fighter going into a fight has doubts because they, they know that uh, like stuff are unpredictable and anything can happen, right? As far as him, he, he never put himself like in a situation like that. So he like in the back, like, there's no way he could have been confident. Like and he could try, and he didn't look super confident either. I mean, now, as far as, like, the cultural aspect, like, a lot of, it's, I would, like, equate it kind of to, like, a Navy SEAL, where, like, if you take an average, like, dude off the street and tell him that a Navy SEAL is going to show him how to fight, like, he's going to take that guy seriously. Like, yeah, that guy probably knows how to fight. Um, now, if the Navy SEALs had, like, some sort of, like, martial art that was, like, known to be, like, uh, like a martial art that they use, if you were a guy that kind of had authority and was teaching, like, the Navy SEAL martial art, that would by like kind of default give you like some sort of credence, you know? Um, so there's, it's less of like a cultural thing and more of like a practical thing where people like assume that being like in the army or like using it or being like by virtue of being in the army, like your, uh, I guess thoughts on combat are like more like uh, carry more weight, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's more of like that sort of angle where like people respect people who have who say they've been in the army and like have used it for real and that's sort of why they trust him because he's somebody that has been there and used these moves for real whereas they know that they've never done it they don't fire like so stuff like that that's what i would say so just to quickly jump off what bruce was saying um it, what you said with that he believes krav maga works but he also knows that he's never done it. i think that's a really interesting point because you could tell that he wanted to show that the moves work on us, right? He was willing to let you, and it didn't work out, stab him with that overhead stab and stab and ended up busting his nose up. Um, he let Yossi mount him. It was kind of just like his students only had the delusion. He had the delusion, but also just realized like he's about to test everything that he, you know, espoused as being true. So I think it was really, it's a, it's, it's a really interesting thing to watch because he knows it's about to be tested. He's watching it be tested. He's watching it fail. And that's why he started getting that weird tick like halfway through the seminar, which I forgot who pointed it out, but it was really weird. Mayor, like that was really weird. <clears throat> talk, talk to me about when you noticed that. Cause like- Can we can we say yeah. that? Can you guys go into actually like what happened in the seminar and then <laughs> just right. then go into the nervous tick? Cause I, yeah, I, yeah, we'll go into I heard that. some of this story and I think it would be better seeing the degradation of belief in the technique that doesn't work in real time. Oh. Yep, go for it. Yes, you start because that was with you. 
You got kicked in the balls first. <laughs> um, again, so, well, that, it's, it started, he was showing us a uh, technique uh, to defend against if someone was attacking you with a very, very specific uh, way of attacking someone with a knife, you like an overhand with the, with the knife. And someone attacks it and he was throwing a way to block it. Um, I think it was, what was it, to block it and then you're punching him at the same time or something like that. You know, I, I don't want to go into the opinions on knife defenses of, on <laughs> right now, but it was what it was. Um, not personally, not something I would uh, put any, any work training personally but you know um and i was training with one of their black belts and he's showing me the technique and i'm asking the same question that i'm pretty sure all of us were asking our the guys who we were partnered up with we were asking them what happens if i throw two knives like if i throw it twice or or i throw it once from one angle and once from a different angle that kind of thing so so um he's like well try it so he so i th uh, so i i, I attacked with a knife and he just kicked me straight in the balls really, really, like significantly hard. And stop laughing there. Um, <laughs> and no, it was significant. Like, like it really hurt. But I looked down and the knife, the rubber knife, which I was holding was like in his chest. And I was like, I, I looked at him in the eyes. I was like, dude, who won this exchange right here? You know, unfortunately, it wasn't in front of the whole class. It was just me and my, me and, you know, me and the partner. And he, he you know, he obviously agreed that uh, you're trading a kick in the balls for a stab in the, in the heart. You know, it's not really a fair trade. <laughs> um, so, and it's not going to stop someone. You know, he kicked me. I, I, I think he was trying to like hurt me, and it, it sucked. But you know, you have to put a brave face on it and just be like, well, I can handle that kind of thing. But um, the other thing which I was telling Ben afterwards was that all all the talk about hitting people in the balls and poking their eyes and biting them, and we'll talk about it more later. It, it, it really wasn't, I, I, I've never really been poked in the eyes while rolling with anyone, like someone trying to hurt me or someone trying to kick me in the balls. And it, 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 it wasn't as terrible as, as they make it out to be. They make it out, you kick someone in the balls, they're going to just drop down and just like, they can't move anymore. And I get it, that might happen sometimes, but it's not reliable that every time it's going to happen, especially if someone's hopped up and, you know, maybe on, on drugs or really wants to do damage to you. You know, so that was uh, where it started. And I'll be honest, that's where I kind of got a little bit pissed off. And I was, uh, I wasn't happy. Let's, let's, let's put it that way. I wasn't happy at that point. Um, I'm glad I didn't make eye contact with you after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like looking at Ben and Ben's like working the technique. And I was just like looking at him. I was like, oh, like I was, I, you know, I was ready to, I, I was, I was upset because it's not, it's not fun to get kicked in the balls, especially in that, in, you know, when you can't really fight back at the time. Um, but, you know, it, it was, it did, it did, it did progress. He, he, after that, was that when he tried to show us the mountain escape? What happened next? No, no, next, no. next is when I, when I hit the guy yeah. in the face. Yeah, Bruce stabs him in the yeah, face. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, Bruce, so I, we all partnered up. We all had the gear on. The gear was uh, like chest protectors. Uh, that was pretty much it, but it was, it was kind of goofy. Like I felt kind of goofy in it and everything. Um, so I had, the, I had the rubber knife. They paired me up with this like 40-year-old partner. Um, so we start off with the technique. The technique was to block and strike to the face with a palm strike at the same time, like block with stab, and then do that. So I asked him, like, similar to Yossi, like, what happens when, like, this is not a punch, like, the, it's a bladed weapon. Like, I don't need a lot of power. I can do multiple strikes with the same hand. Um, and it's kind of hard to block and hit to the face and, and not get stabbed in the process, you know? So he's like, okay, let's try. So he tried, and every time the second stab would catch him, like my partner. 
So the instructor finally noticed that this guy was having trouble. This uh, was pretty, I think he was a brown belt in this guy's system. Um, and so the instructor comes over and the instructor is going to show me the technique now, right? So I mentioned before, like I was trying two stabs and it wasn't, I was getting him every time. So it wasn't like I uh, sprung this out, like a second stab on the instructor when he was demonstrating for one, like he knew I was going to go for two stabs um, or more than one. And so the instructor now is the guy that's going to disarm me or block my knife attack. So I do two overhead stabs at him and he comes like flying face first and kind of puts his face right in the way of the second stab and it kind of catches him. It's a rubber knife. So it bends and I kind of catch him with like some sort of hammer fist to the nose. Um, he was wearing glasses. So they kind of went flying. Um, like I apologize just because like I, I didn't actually mean to hit him. He literally ran into my hand. Like I was doing two stabs towards his chest and he came running like a little closer in and I just caught him in the face. Um, but uh, at the very least, his technique didn't work. Um, so yeah, I mean, I apologize for hitting him, but I was like, I was still pretty like not impressed with his technique. Um, he was very mad. And yeah, then, and then his excuse. Funny. Yeah, so yeah. he had an excuse after for why I got hit in the face. His excuse was, you went 100%, I was only going 20%. Um, this guy was a brilliant mathematician. He knew all the percentages. So apparently, like, I was going too hard for him. I mean, I was just throwing two stabs. But, yeah, that was his way out after in front of his class. He's like, this guy was only going – he was going on 100%. I was only going 20%. Uh, he's lucky I didn't go hard, harder or something. My palm strike would have killed him. I don't know. Whatever, something like that. Mayor, yeah. you have the uh, – Why, why didn't – quick question. Years. How come you didn't hit him again? <laughs> Well, because like the second stab caught him square on the face, his glasses went flying, and he was kind of like he was a little bloody too. Like, so, I, I mean, I was I wasn't like trying to like we were just demonstrating the technique, right? So I was just doing my two stabs, and he literally just put himself in the way. Like, I, mean, I don't know any other way to say it. I was aiming for his chest. Like, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So I mean, guess also might might double as in the efficacy of sparring until they just drone. Oh, for sure. Yeah, um, man, I want you to tell us about your seventy-two virgins. Um, oh yeah, that was the next experience. So uh, I oh, feel like Jesus. you need to tell us about all of this because oh, you were looking around like uh, for a lifeline there. <laughs> so I actually I can't remember exactly. He he basically broke up the class to like show some nuance of the technique again, I guess. Um, so he I guess he chose me as the uh, demonstrating uh, partner. And uh, so first, like he want, I guess he wanted me to just go along with technique, but I from the beginning decided I wasn't going to just uh, like let him like get footage or basically go along with the thing, right? I also didn't want to get kneed in the balls because I've seen that happen enough times when you're not being cooperative. So I kind of like half blocked his, you know, his uh, counter strike thing, and that pissed him off a little bit. And then, and then, uh, I guess it's not really relevant to the virgins thing. <laughs> No, but uh, I, I think it's way, why he went off because he started talking about. Oh yeah, no, no, he was. Yeah, army. I was like wondering why I was saying that. Yeah, yeah. So his point basically was he's like he's like you know when the Hamas uh, guy is gonna stab you, they're not thinking that you're gonna strike back at them, so they wouldn't like be ready to block with their other hand. He's basically trying to say like why I wouldn't have thought to do that, which like yeah maybe fair enough. But but then he went into the psychology of this uh, Hamas attacker and holy shit, <laughs> he's like yeah he's thinking I'm gonna get my seventy two virgins and I'm just like slowly trying to back out of frame because he had this thing on like a zoom recording for the students that couldn't attend that night this is what he said he said that he didn't keep any of the recordings 
which is a shame. But um, either way, yeah, I, I did not want to be associated with that. So that was uh, a bit awkward. <laughs> you were looking around like, like someone save me, please. I don't want to be a part of this shit. That is no. Yeah. I mean, it's like you said, like we all got jobs, you know, <laughs> <laughs> aside from the fact that it's, it's also the most insane shit I've ever heard. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was insane, but yeah, I mean, yeah, damn. Anyway. Um, but uh, after that, I think is when Yossi got uh, mounted or uh, got mount. Sorry. Well, this this shows the, the the level of his delusion because, I mean, if you've been doing martial arts for as long as he's saying he's been doing it for, you you would have some idea of what jujitsu is. You would have seen a UFC fight at one point, and you're gonna pick the biggest guy, who was in the thing. Now it doesn't mean I'm the, like obviously I you know he's lucky he didn't pick Dan or Bruce or or Mayor. You know what I'm saying because you know they're a lot better than me at jujitsu. But he picked me and he's like I'm put put, put me in mount. And I'm gonna escape, and it just, in my opinion, that was like that was when I realized like how a level of delusion, which is which is like really really significant because like like I wouldn't tell him I wouldn't tell him like oh I'm gonna show you how to defend a knife because obviously he trains that and you know if I see that he doesn't know what he's doing then fine but like that's not the first thing I would go to if I'm making sense like the first thing you go to wouldn't be the the what the person claims he specializes in and saying you're gonna just just escape it you know like easy so he told me to put me to put him in that and he's gonna escape it um he didn't tell me how he was gonna escape he just told me he's gonna escape and then we got into discussion about how you would be in mount. you know he was telling me that i would be in i would hold down you know a certain way and i was trying to explain to him like personally i would try and get some sort of control before i start hitting you i'm not just gonna sit on you and start you know hitting so he's like try it try get some control whatever it is and I literally said to him, I was like, are we doing this? Like, like I'm like, okay. And I, he started uh, grabbing my balls, which again, wasn't significant. It was annoying, uh, you know, but it, it, it really made me realize that when someone reaches down to grab your balls, I can just put my fingers in his, in his eyes. And that's what happened if, you, if we have it on video. I don't know if it's gonna ever gonna get publicized or whatever it is, but he reaches down to grab my balls and I just literally just put two fingers in his eyes, which immediately got him to let go of my balls and put his hands up to try and push me away. Um, then he started poking my eyes, which is fair enough, I had poked him in the eyes. And he at some point he had bitten me. I don't remember exactly where it was. I guess like I was like smaller than him in, in mountain. He just bit my chest. Again, that was completely, uh, what's the word? It was just, it didn't, have any significance it, it didn't it, if someone would bite you from mount if you've never been bitten from mount it, it's 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 just an annoyance and uh you know it might, you might have a bruise the next day but it's not something which is going to make you be like okay that's it i'm just going to get off mount now i guess you know like you're going to hold that position and now i'm motivated to beat you up even more and you know i got some sort of control um got some sort of control with him and uh and he you was poking my ass to get out no you get huh? out you That's right. I get, I get so, 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 so full is good. I should have, in the name of jujitsu, I had an arm choked him or taken his back and choked him or something like that. But for some reason, I decided that I'm just going to hold mount and just, you know, make him miserable from mount. Um, you know, so I just held mount. And then he was, he started like, like, like touching my face and he's like, I'm just marking. And I just like, like through a through a soft elbow and a few soft palm strikes and he's like i'm just marking him i'm just marking him and then he's like your his mindset's not to go for the eyes or something like that and that was his way out like he didn't have to tap or anything like that he just was like oh 
his mindset is not to go for the eyes. So that's why uh, Kavanaugh's better. I don't know what that proves exactly, but that's kind of where he was going with it. Um, that after that, it was first of all, it showed him up in front of all his students because, you know, his students. I, I mean, unless unless they're completely delusional at the time, they could see that he didn't really have any way of getting out of Mount. Um, and what I was trying to explain to them is that there are techniques, technical ways to escape a mount, you know, and you can teach those techniques and you can learn those techniques and you'll be more likely to be able to escape mount. Um, you know, you can throw strikes in there. You can, you can, you know, you can, you know, to make it a little bit more complicated, whatever it is, but there are actual techniques. And if you're whole, you're relying on just poking the guy's eyes or grabbing his balls and hoping that's going to um, get him off of you, you know, that's just wishful thinking. And, and, and uh, that was pretty much where the, the, it got off the rails a little bit with the discussions. And he started, I, I, I'm not sure if he just decided, okay, that's it. I'm not going to engage with these people physically anymore. I'm just going to poke their ears off until they leave. Um, but that's where that kind of, that, 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 uh, that started. Um, I think he did try and show a, he did try and show a defense. Uh, oh, that's right. You know, this I'm going to let Ben say the story. Yeah, this is where he yeah, told I'm us let ben the, say the uh, story. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Matt, this is where he decided to tell us um, how he could have single-handedly stopped BLM. I'm not the audience. Tell the audience, dude. Ben's I, I, face I, during I, this <laughs> was my favorite part of the entire I'm gonna evening. Let, I'm going to let Mayor tell you, Mayor, I want you to tell it from your perspective because my, yeah, have, you were oh describing God. my face Mike. the entire time. Oh, God. Is it what gets you guys canceled? I'm not getting canceled for this. <laughs> don't worry. But I don't know. I don't I mean, know if I, I'm, this, I'm a quick this you know? I don't know. He was, uh, you know, he, he had opinions which are not necessarily shared by all the people in this group. <laughs> Just some of us. <laughs> Matt, please speak for yourself. We know. Um, so basically, I'm going to tell what he did, and then I'll let Mayor describe everyone else's reactions to this. Because he he decided that he needed to just kill some time. So what is he going to do? Talk. Well, we have to pretend to listen. So he starts explaining how why chokes are not um, are not a good idea because he works with law enforcement. And what he's barely, and he's like, oh, they can't choke. Why? Because Eric Garner. And as soon as he brought Eric Garner, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I don't know where this is going, but it's not a good place. <laughs> so like, he then starts saying, I could have single handedly stopped BLM if they would have done what I would do instead of that choke. And we're, we're I'm, I'm sitting there going, like, this is insane. Is he Mark Wahlberg? I'm like, nah. <laughs> he literally said that BLM wouldn't exist right now uh, if he had been it there. It wouldn't have gone down that way. If it I wouldn't was have there. gone down that way if I was yeah. different. 9-11 wouldn't go down that way if I was He then that. shows the most fucking insane fucking but, uh, thing. Yeah, anyway, let me just describe Ben's uh, reaction. <laughs> so, here's the thing. I think that perhaps we haven't been giving Krav Maga enough credit because I... I've never seen someone pull off a no-touch eye gouge before, man. Like Ben's <laughs> eyes were popping out of his head. It was insane. <laughs> By far my favorite thing that happened all night. It was just it was incredible. I'm staring yeah. at this man like, you fucking insane. What the hell? Okay, he then tells, this is the technique, by the way. What makes it so insane is not the fact that he said all this, it's that he said all this and followed it up with a, I would simply bend his finger back. That was it. <laughs> Nothing else. 
just, he grabbed the index finger and bent it backwards and then asked Yossi to, to yeah, let him yeah. bend his fingers back. And Yossi's like, no. <laughs> it's actually an interesting thing that they do. A little bit of insight into Prime Miguel, like the, 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 the mind games that they play. Because he grabbed my finger. So first of all, he's like, put your hands up like, like I'm being arrested. And he grabbed my finger. And, you know, no one really tells their fingers like back like this, you know? Everyone just, you know, you put your hands up, you, you're just at a resting position. And he grabbed it and he tried to bend it back. And I obviously just, you don't really need to put that much pressure to stop him bending it back. And he goes to me, relax, relax, like to me. And I get it, but you know, I get, if someone had no experience and never seen this before, he'd be like, okay, I'll relax. And then he'll just go, then the, once someone bends your finger back and it hurts, you might go down to the ground, right? So that mind game really taught me something about what they do. They, they, they you know, he tells you relax, the people in the audience, the people in the class, they don't remember that the guy said relax. All they remember is that you grabbed his finger, bent it back, and the guy fell down. So, so that whole mind game, that whole like stick that he was playing is, is a big part of what he, what, what he does and many other people do in order to gain the, you know, gain the trust and look good for, the, for, their, for their students. You know? So I thought that was actually a very interesting moment for me. Like, it was interesting to see that he was trying to get me to be like, to relax and just let him do it. And that would look good for him. No one's going to remember that I relaxed in order to let him do it. Um, you know, so I thought that was an interesting thing. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to be that highlight reel for him. So I didn't go down to the ground. And I, I, I think he was just like getting mad at me for being like too big. For, I don't know. He, yeah, everyone, everyone gets mad at me for being too big the whole time. But he was getting mad at me. And then he called someone else in a think called Mayor to demonstrate on Mayor or something like that. No? Mm -hmm. He then, uh, I think, he, I, think <clears throat> I think he just, I think that's when all the arguments started. Uh, first of all, it sounds like Yossi would be a good person that maybe you can learn some jujitsu from, doesn't it? That's number one. Number two, uh, yeah, that's when all the arguments started. And that's when it kind of started to become a bit of a mess. So I'm going to let, um, I mean, I, he was arguing with you. He was arguing with, and then his students started getting involved in the arguments. Uh, and I think after that, we eventually, I, I, I had to, I, I kind of asked that question about the, um, um, the rear naked choke defense he showed, but I, I couldn't tell what you guys were arguing back and forth. So if you guys can fill us in a little bit, that'd be great. Well, I noticed a lot of the so, argument that he, oh, go on. Yeah. yeah. No, so I was just saying that like, he really wanted to kill time with the talking. Um, so like, I mean, he went on this like big kind of uh, speech. Like I, I'm pretty sure that when we're not there, like he's probably telling all kinds of stories to his students about his time in the army, about, being dropped behind enemy lines and saving five people barehanded or something. Like, I'm sure that the stories we heard from him that day are just like kind of what he felt safe sharing with like new people. But I'm sure that like with his like more established students, he's probably just telling them all sorts of stuff. But I was kind of doing that thing where like sometimes in jujitsu, like a, a teacher will just like talk too much and I just tune, kind of tune, I'm sitting there in the circle and I just end up tuning them out. So if I can a lot of his, what he was saying just kind of, Hey Bruce, let's just cut in for a second. This guy was good at it too. Like he was good at just blabbering on and on and just wasting time and running. But it was going on for like a few minutes straight. Like yeah, a few minutes still, straight. He, he was a going Republican on. senator. I he was so filibustering like, the whole thing. Parts of it I was exactly. just yeah. out. Like I that was, was like, exactly right, he's still talking. When are we when are we gonna do something? Like he's still talking, all right, whatever. Like that's kind of what's going through my head. But yeah. It really seems like this is much like a lot of it's just like a con. I, I'm, I'm trying to give the benefit it. of the That's doubt. the problem, right? Like it's yeah. a con if it's in, if it's got to be intentional. In order to be a con, it's got to be intentional. 
it's not intentional. Like he, when, when, when they, when I asked him, one of the things I knew was happening was that he was going to just argue about shit, right? Like I knew he was going to try and, you know, sit there and, and, and figure out a way to get his point across without allowing us to get our point across. So one of the guys shared on the group chat, a rear naked choke defense. And I'm like, listen, I don't know shit about night defense or any of that shit. Well, I know what I know. And I know how to rear naked choke a motherfucker. And that shit is not going to work. That weird backflip shit he did. No. So I wanted them to show that. And he was so confident. And again, it was like what Yossi said with like, you're going to allow me to be in a position where I'm, I'm at every day. And a rear naked choke where the guy doesn't know what's, when it's coming and I get to lock it in with no defense to start, you're fucked. So, you know, he, it was one of his brown belts or whatever it was. And it just, it, it lasted a half a second. He tapped. In the video, you can see how pissed the guy is. But even afterwards, like at the end of the day, when you show someone to their face, this shit does not work. Exhibit, exhibit however many we've already gone through. They have to listen. So even I think that like at yeah. that point, it was just it got it got but, really bad for them. But with your point where you're saying if they have to know it's a con for it to be a con, it seems like at this point they were pretty been demonstrated that there was a con. I know when you guys said that uh, they pulled a knife during um yeah you want to talk about that mr mr rolling with me after the whole mount thing uh and a conversation ensued and we were talking about all the you know how amazing he was in idf mm -hmm. and all the crowd how great the crowd guys for for the idf and for the military um he was you know going on and on and then he's like well i could have just pulled a knife and then he just pulled a knife out of his out of his belt and he's in the training room and he, we rolled with this guy and he had a knife in his belt. And at the time, I'll be honest with you, at the time, like we didn't really like, like acknowledge it. And then like afterwards we were talking about it, like we just, he was in a training room with like fake knives and you know, it's like you, you, and he had a lot, he had a real weapon on his body, you know, may, you know, and then I was thinking like, if I would have tried to choke him or maybe if I would have ended up in a position where he was fearing for his life, you know, maybe if I was throwing a little bit harder strikes, something like that. He could have pulled that knife and stabbed me like so easily. I had no idea he was carrying it. It's something we learned. Like, don't just assume just because you're in the training room. You know, we assume when you walk into jujitsu class, the guy's not gonna have a knife. But like these guys, there's no there's no rules, which it makes it easier for them to argue their point because they're like, we could have just done this, we could have just done that. But on the other hand, like like just be you know you gotta be aware if you, any if anyone ever ends up in a situation where they're, you know, even discussing this with someone or, or, you know, showing someone techniques, just like they might have a knife on them and they just, you know, they can just, yeah. they can stab you. I mean, it's, it's scary. Don't to think do about. this. Like, this is not a smart thing that we did. We did. No, yeah, we, you guys are idiots. We thought we planned ahead really well. And that we, this, this shit happened. We were just like, Oh, we, we really did not think this through a hundred percent. I would like to take credit. I told Ben, this was stupid. Yeah. Like in, in hindsight, it was pretty dangerous what we did. Yeah, and I just want to piggyback off that point. Like, from everything we're discussing, it seems like there's a head instructor that has made either he's delusional, but he's definitely made his students delusional. And it is, it seems, is this his business where this is his livelihood, where he makes yeah. money? Yeah. Um, just the dangers of, of just the situation where you're going after somebody's livelihood, whether it's intentional or not, disprove something that they're teaching other people i even though you guys planned ahead on this and you guys were extremely gracious extremely um judicious in the way you guys argued stuff 
it seems like this was still a very dangerous situation that could have spiraled out of control at any second. In a we're situation lucky, like, ben, we're lucky Ben was there because Ben definitely kept a, a cool, a cool in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, definitely has the diplomatic skills that maybe I don't know if you will have. I mean, for myself, I probably wouldn't have been able to, you know, keep it keep it as diplomatic. But yeah, you know, definitely uh, it is the case that he he did invite us. It's not like we just showed up at his gym to to take it away. But yeah, it, it's for him. It's a hundred percent real. It's a, you know, we have the capability. We have the footage. You know, you know, to if, to to publicize. You know. If 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 it came down to that, I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know what the what if, if we plan. You know, we're not planning to publicize the name of the gym, but um, you know, I I get it. That's totally a fair point, which I actually didn't think of until now. So yeah, we we, um, we, we, we made the decision also. Just I know you don't. Have, we did make the decision to not post anything like really publicly, unless they decided to go stupid and do it themselves. So we're not saying the name of the gym. We're not going to tell anybody where it is. We're not going to tell anybody who it is. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I, it's, I think Just that's look very... for the Krav Maga school that sucks. Oh, good. All of them. Well, that actually brings up a great point because I think this podcast... Wait, uh, Yerucham wanted to say something. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to say something. I think that we, like, between us, like, we harped on this a lot, but yeah. we didn't really talk about this um, uh, on this Zoom. I think that there's a level of, because you guys are talking about, like, um, are these people con artists? Are they not? I think genuinely what happens is, is that if you're the culture of Krav Maga is that you don't question. You come in, there's a head instructor, and everything he says is true. And the look at some of these people's faces, even him a little bit, I will say maybe him a little bit, but definitely his students was like, this is not the way we learn. This is not the way we train. Jiu-Jitsu, like every kickboxing, everything is tried and proven. They literally had that look on their face that was like, you don't question, I'm telling you it works. Like, And they, they weren't like, you know what I mean? Like, And I think that this guy probably, when you know he said he did it for 33 years, he probably also spent a lot of years training underneath someone and that was the culture you really don't ask and i think that they genuinely like you know we were going back and forth are they scam artists are they not how much do they know it are they delusional did they you know did this guy convince himself how long did it take for him to convince himself of his own bullshit i generally think that they they just believe it it just it's hard to explain but like they, they just genuinely believe it the same way you go to let's say other countries and people have crazy beliefs about killing certain you know minority groups right and you're like how could you ever believe that it's that same exact thing just with MMA. The exact same thing. Yeah. And it's I, I think that's great. It's called. Yeah. That was an amazing point. Um, and I think that brings us to a larger discussion of, we've just covered it recently, where you guys did everything you can to show them what was wrong. And there's still every chance this dude whose livelihood is being questioned. And these people, you're questioning the entire culture. I mean, we've seen... Um, People defend, do crazy things to defend beliefs in the past. How would you, I know you guys plan this out and we're very judicious about it. Is it even possible to have a conversation with the Krav Maga community about the way they're training? Or do you think this is just like, it's ingrained too much to where even uh, having this conversation might result in violence that you guys are not prepared for, even if you guys put in the necessary steps and are diplomatic enough to try to ensure it doesn't occur. So I think like a lot of things that it, it's not one conversation. You're not going to have one conversation with someone, especially someone who's doing it for, let's say, eight years and just convince them. It's going to have to be because we have an our gym because like we're like the gym that I train at, not my gym, but the gym that I train at, it does cater towards like 
you know, Orthodox Jews. And a lot of those guys come in and they're like, oh, you guys do jujitsu. I wanted Krav Maga. Like, what is this? And then, you know, I've, I've been there like a ton of times, mayor more so, but even Yossi also talking guys, kind of talking guys off the ledge. I mean, like, dude, you know, you want to go Krav Maga, I get it, but like, it's not real or whatever. And I think that like these people, it's like, it's not going to be a one conversation thing. You're going to have to like train with them at your, you know, teach them some jujitsu, talk to them then have another conversation over time to convince them. So honestly, I don't know how much like between me and you, we left the next day, they're back doing the same crazy thing. And instructor probably had some crazy excuse about no they're trained fighters yes he likes to think that they're that the instructor is going no they're trained fighters the average person is not i just think that you know you just yeah like you know he just sat there gave them some whatever speech he's been doing for the last 33 years and just kept doing it but i think that the, these people need more than just a conversation and i i don't think we'll mm-hmm. escalate a violence because i hate to be mean but everyone in that room is a very like beta energy in that room I'm like, I mean, oh, like, no, did you just call them pussy? Did you got your? That's what he's saying. The word, the word he's looking for is they're soft. They're soft. Yeah, they weren't. It was like a bunch of tough guys, but they have bad whatever. And I think, by the way, it happens to me that in a way, like humans sort of gravitate towards the truth. I think that if someone was actually like an athlete and looking for like an outlet to play football or wrestle when he was younger, whatever, come there, like it would just, it just doesn't, it wouldn't feel real. Like the kind of guys you could sucker into like, you know what I'm going to teach you? I'm going to teach you guys at night. Boom, Jack, you're going to Jackie Chan and, and his two buddies. It's a certain type of person. I think that anyone who's like an actual athlete and cares about training eventually doesn't sit well with them, you know, deep down. Cause he just, people are just super good. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that because like, you're right. Anybody who's even remotely athletic would immediately recognize that this is bullshit. Like you're not doing anything. You're not actually engaging in any sort of physical or athletic activity. And they would recognize that. I think that's yeah, a really, really good point. Middle-aged people who haven't really gone anywhere in life. Like, you know, that's and what I'm the other guy. And the guy he was arguing with. Also <laughs> yeah. that guy. Well, that's also a real thing with the, with the competition thing is like um, they're not sparring. So anybody athletic is going to realize there's nothing competitive going on in that room. Like yeah. you're not going to actually be pitting yourself against somebody else in any way. Like, because the problem is they make unfalsifi- like unfalsifiable claims. Like I'll say like, if you do this, I'll hit you in the balls and I'll be like, all right, so do it. And they'll be like, no, it's too deadly. Right. And um, like all their, all their techniques are too deadly to actually like use in practice. So the instructor does have that degree of authority where somebody will come in and uh, uh, say that it doesn't work and they'll be like, it does work, but it's too deadly for me to show you. So you can con like a group of people in, into that. But like he was saying with that, with that, like an athlete coming in is there's no element of competition at all. Like you're never going to actually be pitting yourself trying against somebody else who's trying. So that's where the athlete probably will lose interest. Like as soon as you realize that it's like a bunch of people kind of playing house, you know, just giving people roles on what you should do, what you should do. And then you can't step out of your role and make it a real competition. Like that's where anybody that's used to any sort of competition will just kind of lose interest, you know? That's that's ironic thing on on what what, what you guys are saying is that the people who could benefit, like the people who are putting time in to train are, you know, these guys are not the athletes, you know, the the middle-aged guys who, you know whatever you're saying middle-aged guys who don't like don't have much competitive experience don't have you know as much athleticism they would benefit the most from doing a real martial art like jiu-jitsu or muay thai in order to 
in order to gain that. So like, if an athlete's doing Krav Maga, then, you know, so he's, so, and he gets sold on it. So then, you know, he's, you know, when I say athlete, I'm talking about someone who's tough and strong and just, you know, has general attributes making him uh, able to, you know, handle himself in a fight. Um, you know, so, so then, you know, what's, what, what's he lose? So he just doesn't know, he doesn't know, he's not better at fighting than he would have. But like the, these guys who, who could really benefit, like the guy who we were talking to, the guy who started this whole thing in the first place, like, I, I, you know, he seemed like the type of guy who could really benefit from doing jujitsu and, 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 you know, grappling and getting the real, you know, getting, getting a real feel of, 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 of what it's about. So it's, it's, in my opinion, it's interesting, uh, you know, thing that an athlete wouldn't go to a place like that. And he's preying on people who could use real martial arts and real training. Um, and, 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 and those are the people who are ending up uh, training with him. So is there any solution to the, is this a, because I think it's very clear that like, there is a problem here. Well, is there actually, any solution I, or is it just like, cause I know you guys don't want to spend every Tuesday night going to different Krav Maga gyms, almost getting stabbed. Yes, we do. It doesn't yes, sound do. like a bad time, honestly. I don't know. Honestly, we got dinner afterwards. It was a blast. Okay. But like, <laughs> fair point. But that's clearly like you might, I think from what you guys have said before, I know you guys were talking to one guy. I've, I've been told he blocked you. Yeah, he blocked. Um, so I, you guys um, might, you I might have me. to come down to the gym too. And he, he yeah. said he'd be down. So. so while you guys might have a blast doing this, unfortunately, the purpose of it, I mean, aside from having a great podcast and having, an, I assume that dinner was fantastic. Um, I don't think anyone was really convinced who really did Krav Maga. Is there any way to convince them or they just lost souls? So so to answer that, it's not about convincing necessarily the people at the Krav Maga school, but the fact that we got footage of what we did is going to help us convince people who aren't at those Krav Maga schools, but would consider that or would tell, you know, would be part of the, the group of people that would be convinced to think Krav Maga is effective. So when I went back to my community, and I started telling people in my community, like, so I went to a Krav Maga school, and this is what happened. You know, the people who already know that I'm a fighter or know my situation with, you know, jiu-jitsu, whatever it is, they were much more quick to believe that, and they actually found it very amusing and all that. But there are people who don't know that in my community. So when I started to talk to them about that, it kind of it was the same reaction as, as some, some of the other people here experienced, where... They push back on it like no Kramagat, it doesn't make any sense. It's 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 the reaction you would expect. So it's kind of like a debate, like an online debate. You're not trying to convince the person who you're debating, you're or, or any debate really. You're not trying to convince the person you're debating. You're trying to convince the people who are listening to the debate, people who might be on the fence about certain topics, certain issues, things like Kramagat, where they have these beliefs but they don't have any way or reference to understand or get some frame of reference for that. So. That's who it's for. And I think that's where you're going to really make headway to prevent the future people from going to those situations and getting suckered in. Yeah, just to jump off what Ben is saying, also to answer like a question from earlier. Um, yeah, obviously, probably the biggest factor in convincing these people is how bought in they are, right? Like, if you have your Krav Maga black belt, you know, you're a lot less likely to want to hear the truth. But if you haven't signed up to anything yet, you know, maybe you did a little bit of Krav Maga when you're in Israel for two weeks or whatever. Like, I've met so many people like that. So they're not, they're not so married to that belief, you know, they just, they never thought about it past that surface level, you know, it can make sense. IDF does it, so it must be good. And that's usually their first question. And then 
like we've all heard that before you know the minute you explain to them that the idf uh, uses guns usually to commit their violence <laughs> um you know they, it, they're not like so stuck to the idea and then and then you can start showing them you know jujitsu or whatever and as soon as they feel that by the way which is also true for me i, I uh in the beginning i think i did karate and aikido first like when i was in like eighth grade you know and like i had no real reason not to believe that and i did jujitsu at one point and you can feel that it's working you know what i mean so i feel like when you take somebody like he was saying like off the street they're not really committed to one thing or the other yet you know maybe they want to learn how to fight maybe they heard about krav maga or maybe they heard about the idf um you know it's you can show them this stuff and then just start doing a little jujitsu and, and uh, you know, that will, that will do the trick generally. So it's possible that there are some lost souls that we won't be able to save. Uh, but well, you know, well, One very important thing I just want to say that people might think we're assholes. Like, oh, what are you going down to their dojo and you're ruining their day, whatever. I think that as crazy as it sounds, it is very important because a lot of those guys are convinced, like just from the brainwashing, that if they're in a situation where a guy's a knife to them, like, instead of just giving them the money or doing what they want, they will actually like, oh, I learned this. I learned this technique. In my said, the guy said to you, the guy said to Mayor Same thing. Um, that he one time escaped. He one time got attacked by a knife. I don't know if these stories are true. Mayor, you got, you got to tell this one. You got to tell I, I this first, yeah, crazy. May I tell the story? Oh, but this, personally, this I think crazy. the majority of the stories that they said were, uh, you know, definitely embellished by the imagination. I think this one but, is probably true, though. Like this one yeah? sounded true. This mm -hmm. is like how you would handle it in that kind of situation. Maybe. I agree, I, but it's uh, yeah, still so, so yeah, so the guy that bit me actually. So we're we're, <laughs> we're discussing with him after. How is that a normal thing to say? But yeah, I, look, this you is you get hard after. Uh, <laughs> a lot after, like I went home, I thought about it. So anyway, uh, get bricked up. <laughs> not immediately, thank God, you know, because I did turn down that the jock strap. So that I'll say I was actually shocked. Like I was actually shocked when the guy bit him, and then. After he bit Mayor, yeah. like he was still walking among us like a normal yeah. human. Like, <laughs> exactly. He was like still like, like talking Wait. and like acting like he was a normal man. The like, best part was his somebody. reaction to the armbar. Yeah. They the reaction to the armbar where they're like, no. Oh yeah. Any of them try to bite your dick? I feel like <laughs> anyone uh, try to placiate you as a way to get out. I don't know if you've ever seen the. I was, I was saying they teach this like as a rape defense. Like the worst thing you could teach someone as a, as a rape defense is to bite their dick. That's like a terrible idea. <laughs> Who's anyway, raping, same story. Who's raping <laughs> someone in the mouth? Not that I would know. <laughs> Matt, no, genuine question. Like, who is? Have you I ever seen the, 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 the host? Say the story. Yeah. So I, I was just gonna say what. Yeah, what Bruce just said. Uh, that was probably my second favorite part of the night when Bruce pointed out that like we're just treating this like a normal human being, and that honestly it didn't even occur to me because I was like, yeah, it's part of their crop my god, guys, it's part of the deal. They can bite you every once in a while. <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was really funny. Tonight. But yeah, all right. So the story. Yeah. So so I'm trying to remember exactly how that that particular conversation happened, but either way, he was trying to explain to me. I was trying to get out of him like kind of like what effective techniques he learned. Uh, at the school and and uh, basically get to the point of like, why can't you actually practice them for real or like demonstrate that this really works, right? So he goes to the story about, um, so he starts talking about before he showed up to the place, like 20 years ago, you know, maybe he was in the IDF at the time or or he was, like he kept trying to like imply that like some violent things happened to his life in his life. Then I was like, all right, but was that like before you started training here or after? Because like, we're talking about the techniques from the class, you know? And uh, anyway, so he had the story from before he showed up to the class where apparently some guy uh, was like holding a knife up to his throat, right? And uh, he basically said that, um, 
he basically talked the guy down. I don't remember exactly what he said. He told the guy, um, I do re remember he mentioned something about scaring the guy off by saying that he's going to get raped in prison. So this is why I kind of agree with Yassi. This probably didn't actually happen, but let's just say that it did. Um, in any case, apparently the guy decided not to slice his throat open and, and uh, he lived to tell us about it, right? So I said, okay, cool. Um, so did, was this strategy basically come from training here? Like, did this happen since you, you signed up to school? And he's like, no, no, of course not. This is before I came here. So, so I said, all right, uh, if you found yourself in the same situation now that you've been training here, uh, would you have a similar uh, strategy? And he said, no, of course not. I said, all right, well, it kind of worked for you. Like, what would you do different? He said, no, I would do this move. And he like kick him the ball, whatever. I don't, you know, hit him in the balls, how they all start. And then some other fanciful combination, right? So, so I was just, I don't know, it kind of blew my mind. Cause I was like, so you're basically telling me that you, you were in the situation, you had a strategy, it worked, you survived. And now you're telling me that if you were there again, you would cho choose a completely different strategy that you have never tested before. And uh, that would be your, your go-to. So that was, that was kind of crazy to me, but uh, anyway, yeah, that was the story. Oh, and then, and then he actually, so yeah, Bruce, why don't you? Uh, so I actually remember how this started. It started because that guy was trying to show me how I was going to stand, I was supposed to stand behind him and hold a knife to his neck and he was going to escape. Um, so it was similar to actually the thing that happened with Yussi where he was told to relax. Um, I held him pretty tight and like, I wasn't going to let him go. And he tried to get it out and he couldn't get away. And he told me like, no, you got to, an attacker wouldn't hold me like this or something. An attacker would hold me like that. At that point, I, I sort of lost interest. But then that's when he went into the story of uh, how he once got attacked by a guy with a knife and uh, he talked him off and everything like that. I but, appreciate uh, Bruce. Bruce, I just want to say, I appreciate how your response to the most stupid shit you're hearing is like, okay, buddy, <laughs> we're moving on now. We're not going to continue yeah. this kind of conversation. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, like, if you're going to tell me, like, how to hold you, and then when it doesn't work, you tell me to hold you in a different way, like, I'm just, uh, yeah, your move doesn't work, buddy. Like, it's not, you're going to get killed. I'm going to cut your throat because it's that easy. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just what I felt. But, <laughs> but then he went into that story. That was funny. I mean, whatever. To what Matt was saying about the about how to resolve, like, options to resolve this, I mean, I, I noticed there's two types of Krav Maga gyms. Is that there's some gyms that just teach MMA basically, and they throw in a gun and a knife, and they kind of try and figure it out, you know, how they would apply grappling techniques or striking techniques to defend against that. I don't really have any issue with that, you know. If you want to, you know, they do, you know, they do some jujitsu. Usually, the coach is like a, you know, ex athlete of some sort, whatever it is. And we don't really have any issue with that type of Krav Maga school, but then obviously there's these types of Krav Maga schools, like like the one that this guy was uh, that we that we went to. So I actually spoke to him after like after the class, like close to the end of it when we were leaving. I said I said to him, dude, you have a beautiful facility here. You know, you have mats, you have everything you need. Have a have a grappling coach come down once or twice a week and teach you guys how to grapple, and that you know when they're when they're on the ground and you know someone with someone who knows how to grapple, they don't feel like complete you know, completely not to beginners. Like the guy with a black belt on doesn't feel like a fluffy beginner white belt. Like I was showing the technique and he just flopped off me like a fish. It was ridiculous. You know, like you, you can't have black belts doing that, you know? So have some sort of grappling technique. So I think that is really the answer is to, you know, try and try and get people that even if you are going to train crime, you want to train with guns and knives and you want to play that game. Sure. But 
you know, let's get some grappling in and let's get some real, uh, you know, some just get some real training in some 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 things that we know work. You know, that was kind of uh, what I tried to get across to him. You know, I don't know. Maybe uh, two weeks time, we'll get a phone call that you know can we can, can we get a grappling coach down to that gym? He wants to start teaching. I I highly doubt it, but you know that would be cool. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't really hold your breath on that. But uh, are there any other takeaways you guys have from uh, this whole experience? Because I don't I don't think this is an experience many people uh, expected to have or will ever be able to have. My gouges aren't as bad as you think they are. They're really not. Uh, neither are nut shots because it's a lot harder to hit someone with balls who's like, you know, trying to stop you from hitting them with the balls than you think. Um, yeah, tell that to John Jones. Well, I mean, also one more thing. About like, John, instead of John Jones, getting punched in the eye, someone pokes you in the eye like from a distance. Yeah. Someone's like, yeah, that's significant. But just yeah. someone sitting on you and poking you in the eye like this, it sucks. I mean, from a mount, but like from bottom, someone's on bottom mount. Yeah, like, it you in the eye to get off. It's really not as bad as they think. Okay, I listen. If someone puts their fingers out and punches you in the eye, that would probably, you know, I, yeah, I can't talk to that. Or if John Jones, the best Krav fighter. What? He might be. He might be the best Krav Maga fighter. <laughs> <laughs> John Jones, the Krav Maga fighter. Undefeated Krav Maga fighter. Um, so I'll, I will say one thing, though, because, uh, like, the one advantage that they have uh, convincing beginners or anything like that, like, to join is they make bigger promises because they make promises and they don't have to deliver, right? So, like, what I mean is, is, like, similar, like, I, I was teaching a class today, and, like, we had a beginner there, and uh, the question he asked me was, how long will it take before I can beat someone up, right? And you can't make any, pro as an instructor, you can, like, teaching a, a, a real martial art, you can never make a promise like that. Like, it'll take a year, and you can handle someone in a fight. Like, it all depends on who you are, who you're fighting, what the circumstances are, um, and all that, like, uh, I mean, there's no guarantee that after training a year, you'll be able to defeat anybody. Like, you'll be after training a year, you'll be better than you are today. Um, so there's that. Like, a Krav Maga instructor will make promises. Like, within six months, you could take on two attackers. Within six months, like, it's a very, it's like six-week abs, you know? Like, you don't have to do any of the work, and you have a time by which you'll have a certain amount of skills. And it just seems like, it seems a lot more, like, appealing than, grinding your ass off, uh, learning how to fight against people that actually know how to fight. And after a year, you're a little better than you were a year ago. Like it's, it's a lot better of a, sounds like a lot better deal off the bat. Like you're going to be able to take people out with knives, with weapons, with uh, multiple attackers, and you'll be able to do it within this amount of time. So there's that too. And so, like, when we were at the gym, people were asking like, yeah, jiu-jitsu is fine, but what are you going to do when someone comes at you with a knife? And I said, uh, I'll pray. Like, I mean, I, what are you going to do? Your moves don't work either. Like, I, I mean, like, if you're if you're coming at it from the from the thing, like, if your martial art doesn't know how to defeat knives or multiple attackers, like, yeah, I'll admit my martial art, I don't think you can trust a martial art to do that. Like, that's retarded, in my opinion. Excuse my language. But uh, look, it, it's very simple. At the end of the day, we're not claiming we can stop all your knife attacks or even that you'd, you'd survive a knife attack if you did jujitsu. But, you know, at least we know that it can it can work in specific, you know, in combat situations or fighting situations. Theirs doesn't. And it's that simple. And they can't prove that because it doesn't work. Um, that's the thing that was demonstrated. Unfortunately, they're going to necessarily convince themselves. But like, you know, it, it's it's an unfortunate situation for the people there. But. You, you need to 
Yeah, I, I don't think it's that important. I think that I think that the one thing I was trying to explain was one of the kids actually, one of the guys there actually asked me. It was the guy who we who set this up. He said, uh, "Yeah, but what if like a, a terrorist comes up to you, I'm like, bro, you live in New York City. Shh, you're not getting fucking attacked by a terrorist." What are you, you sure they said that on 2001 too no I, well, i'm pretty sure pretty sure that that was a very uh very uh specific incident that you're referring well, to i'm correct? sure there's a technique to stop a plane going into a crumbagata there is definitely a technique that they absolutely there's not there's a there's a 40 percent chance this guy has claimed i could have stopped 9 11. that's what they couldn't stop the first, the first, the first, it was the second plane that was what got them they, they did think black lives matter was a terrorist organization Dead. There, there's no, there's no. Oh wait, there was also the fact that he, uh, he sent like most of the students, like, but by the time all the good stuff happened, like right before, like he, uh, he sent a lot of his students home, right? Only like a core group of like his brown belts and like uh, some of like his core students were allowed to stay. Like, fair, not, so no, those are the guys. Those are the guys, and those are the guys who are more, more likely to like continue to follow the bullshit and be willing to have that cognitive dissonance and kind of just, you know, explain away what yeah. happened. Yeah, there was one point where because like was saying how we can't train like hitting people in the head. Oh. And Yasmin was like, in my gym, we do that all the time. And he starts yelling, Don't do not listen to him, do not listen to him, you do not hit the head. That was crazy. incredible. Then I started like, walking through my injury list. That was I'm trying else. to run a business. He's like, I'm trying to run a business. We can't have people punching each other in the head. I was like, I, I go to businesses every day and punch we punch each other in the head that's what we do you know saying like, don't 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 claim that because you're a business it's, a, it's illegal to punch people in the head yeah he was getting very defensive he was like literally telling the students don't listen to them you can't punch people in the head it's illegal i don't want to say but that was crazy actually yeah fuck this guy yeah. <laughs> like seriously their faces what then i was walking through my injury list <laughs> even you guys were like wait what the fuck <laughs> Yeah, but Ben, you are like a special little flower. So <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. The correct term is being Jewish. Like we're not, we're not just years of inbreeding. It doesn't, you know what I mean? That's where we're all I didn't even have to make the point. <laughs> it's like everything hurts, you know? Yeah. Factor. Uh the genetic lottery. That's what we've all hit. Mm -hmm. We are smart though. We control the bank. The bank what is we it? also the kept going it? back to like the why are you doing the eighty percent, twenty percent? was right. This has been a fascinating conversation. <laughs> for more, oh, one more thing, actually. So he yeah. he attempted like so. He, oh, the double uh, leg. The double leg. First, yeah. So first, I put him in. A, he, he was like, he's gonna show me his escape for a beer hug, right? So I I, I put him in a like a body lock from behind, and I was pretty sure he's gonna try to elbow me in the head, right? So I I hid my head kind of behind his back like a normal person, and. He attempted the elbow, he missed, and then he kicked me in the balls, and then I just Matt returned him. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it didn't hurt that bad. Like, uh, whatever, I took him down. And then I'm like, let, uh, then I was like, you put me in the beer hug. So now it was his turn. And he, like an idiot, he puts me in a beer hug over my arms, right? Like, not underneath. So I just kind of shrugged off and double-legged him across the room and put him against the floor, kind of against the wall. And then um, I didn't stay on top of him or do it. Like I was going to like let him up. So I was backing away to let him up. And then he kicks me in the balls. Like takes the kick at my balls as I'm getting up. And he's like, that's what I would have done or something. So like, there's no convincing these people. Like, I mean. I saw, like, I, I saw yeah. him get taken down. And the look on his face. I mean, for someone who's been training for 33 years, 
the look on his face, it, it was the, it was clearly the first time he's ever been taken down by someone who actually knows how to take someone down. It was, it was, he, he was, he was in, it was like a shock. Like, why did I just go down to the floor? I, I didn't, well, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't mean to, I just, someone put me on the floor against my will. It was a, a very interesting, uh, it, it was interesting to see, like, you know. Do you guys think you want his nightmares? He's Probably, definitely yeah. has thought about us a lot since, since that night, and it's never been positive. Ben wants most people's nightmares, even if they're not met him, but yeah, definitely. Uh, but uh, yeah, guys, I really want to thank you guys for coming on for this. Um, ben put this together, and I think, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it too. Uh, just every part of it, whether it be the insane rambling of um, a delusional man scamming everybody, um, the actual stories and everybody there. Uh, I want to thank each guys individually for coming on the podcast and uh, having a great discussion. Uh, ben, when are you gonna put this up? Like tomorrow? I'm gonna I'm gonna try and edit this uh, for, yeah. for for being put up either tonight or tomorrow or something. Today or tomorrow. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow. So yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Um, we'd love to do more special editions. Say us again. Hopefully with Tommy next time. Uh, the daily departed on Twitter. But shout out your gyms and Instagrams if you want. Yeah. What are you guys' Instagrams and where can they follow you or follow your gym to come drop in? TRJ Academy. Uh, follow me, Yossi BJJ. Um, that's my Instagram account and the gym's Instagram account. And I guess Nick Katona is where I train, you know, give them a follow too. Sure. Um, yeah. Mayor. Yeah. Um, I'm mayor sucks at jujitsu on uh, Instagram. I've been told it's accurate. Um, and then uh, otherwise TRJ Academy. Uh, yeah. We're partners at the gym. So uh, check out our page. Come give us a visit. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, no, I'm Bruce Nader with five R's on Instagram. So figure it out. Um, and uh yeah i trained at uh nicotone mma you can follow that on instagram nsc training center and um trj academy i coach here as well so you can check that out yeah i have like five accounts in the old stalker account so don't bother following me all right that takes care of that uh if you guys are listening to this uh march 19th i have a super fight uh long island uh jiu-jitsu uh it's a free stream on long island so um, I'll probably put that on tickets. Also, if you guys want to come to a beer garden uh, and watch me uh, either go nuts or get my ass kicked and absolutely humbled once again. So I'll probably compete too. I don't think anyone's going to want to fight you. I got like two people pull out against me. So, oh God, I know. Dude. Right. No, no. Yeah. So uh, once again, this is fight site. Fight for Franco. If he wants to do it. Message him. I don't care. Yeah, I'll just ask him if he wants to do it. Okay, so Ben and I might have super fights. Ben will be raining the reigning uh, IBJJF uh, purple belt, both gi and absolute gi world champion. So that should be fun. Who uh, almost actually ripped off a brown belt, I mean, a black belt Pan American Championship leg. Uh, we could go in training. So, uh, but yeah, come to our, come visit all those guys' gym. Nick Catone's a great guy, a great gym. Uh, you know, I'm always at Unity. Ben sometimes at Marcelo. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, say os. You guys say, oh, Ben, Tommy's not here. I was muted. Oh, right. oh. <laughs>